it's you know it's ironic that in the beginning I thought this was going to be I, I I didn't think it would it would get to this point basically mm, and yeah. now I'm actually telling everyone that my mom was right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Quarantine Dailies, an experimental podcast that each day explores these unprecedented times through the voice and perspective of a different one of us around the world. I'm Jada Picard, and like many of us, I'm stuck at home. As more and more of us get quarantined, our daily lives, jobs, relationships have been affected in ways that were simply unpredictable. Our goal with Quarantine Dailies is to bring you a different personal story every day, from how their life was before this all began, how it is now with quarantining and social distancing, and what they are striving to do or shape up for the future. Yes, a lot of it is bad and scary. But through these conversations, it's clear. There is space for opportunity and optimism, even if in small, everyday ways. Could you quickly introduce yourself, where you are in the world, and what you do? Uh, so, my name is Maria Almeida, uh, and I'm currently based in Lisbon, Portugal. I'm originally from Porto, but I've been living here for the past 10 years or so. Um, and what I do is, so I have two kinds of jobs. So, I, I am Ooh. the head of editorial at Mbabel. Mm -hmm. uh, which is an artificial intelligence company solving the world's translation problems. And I am also co-founder and journalist at Fumasa, uh, an okay. independent media organization focused on human rights. Awesome. So you're a, a content producer on, on two fronts, so one on, yeah. on the startup side, creating like blog content, podcast content for them. And on the other side, so like Clark Kent, you became Superman at night and you just do like some really cool journalism stuff in Portugal. Exactly. Right? That's sweet. <laughs> it's a night shift. <laughs> it's a night shift, yeah. Damn. And then sometimes once a week you sleep, which is great. That day. <laughs> no, actually I do. I do sleep. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, so back in January, February, before all this craziness uh, started, could you just describe how, how very quickly, just how, how was a, one of your weeks and and how, how did your life there in Lisbon uh, look, look like for you? Um, so life in Lisbon in January, it seems like uh, a long time ago. <laughs> but yeah, so I would uh, wake up every morning. I have a, I have a huge dog and, and I usually oh. take him for a long walk mm -hmm. in the morning. So I usually go, for, I go, go to Monsanto, which is a pretty big park close to my mm -hmm. place. Um, and then I'd come back home, uh, have breakfast, and then I head back, had to head to the office. So I usually take the metro or the subway, usually listening to podcasts or music. Nice. Uh, and then I get to work. I usually, the first thing I do is I grab a coffee and usually chat with uh, a few of my team members. Uh, and Babel has a really great uh, work environment. Uh, mm. So it's really really easy for you to you know meet people in the hallway and start talking to them um then i do my work as usual i usually go out for lunch because i don't like to be in the same place uh the whole day yeah uh which in the current situation <laughs> is a problem so you're stuck with your um, large you're stuck with your large dog at home is that is yeah that yeah exactly nice? um and then i come back home uh usually to walk the dogs uh, and sometimes, like occasionally, I go out for drinks with friends and, and dinner, so mm -hmm. I'm very sociable, uh, even though I like to. I actually enjoy some time at home uh, yeah. reading and so on, but 
but I'm very sociable, so I do a lot of stuff with friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. And in the back in the, at the beginning of the year, what what were your major plans for for 2020? So my plans was were uh, well business as usual in terms of Zimbabwe. Like we had a lot of different um, plans and things that we wanted to do in terms of producing different formats and so on. Uh, we had just started uh, a video series, uh, also the podcast and so on. And for Fumasa, we had like really, really big plans uh, mm -hmm. because we would uh, run out of money. Well, this is still happening. We'll, we will <laughs> run out of money yeah. this August. Mm. So we need to fundraise. Uh, and we're fundraising with uh, a few foundations uh, that you know have these scholarships. Not scholarships, but uh, is it scholarships? Funds, funds or grants. It's grants. Or, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so they have these funds and uh, journalism uh, funds, uh, and we've been applying to these grants. Um, and you did a crowdfunding campaign as well, right? Yeah, exactly. And we were launching. We would launch the. We were launching the crowdfunding campaign. So mm. we chose a few investigations that we wanted to do uh, and stories that we wanted to produce, so that people could um, finance uh, the investigations that they really cared about. Um, and those were like really, really big plans because this needed a lot of uh, a lot of work in terms of you know marketing materials, uh, events organization, and so on. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so those were the big, big, big plans for for, for, for the year. year. And personally, obviously, I had different plans. You know, I, I planned to travel a lot. Yeah. Um, planning on going to Cape Verde. <laughs> not anymore <laughs> so so these these some some of these plans must have gone to a halt and when when did you first start feeling that COVID-19 you're a journalist you probably heard about it earlier and so on but like when did you actually start feeling that your your life was going to be impacted by by this um so actually this is this is really funny because um when I first heard of this I just thought you know, my family is very Portuguese-like and very emotional mm -hmm. and dramatic. <laughs> so when everyone first heard of this, <laughs> uh, they they were freaking out. Like, oh, this is coming. Mm -hmm. This is coming to Portugal where we have to be prepared. Um, and I told them, like, just calm down. This is going to be just like, you know, the bird flu or the swine flu. Okay. And it will be over soon. Like, some people will get it and it's so it's going to cause some pain and suffering. But yeah. You know, it'll be over soon. It's not. Let's not get too dramatic. Uh, and then um, a few weeks later, so a few weeks later, no, actually a month or two later, uh, I I had a, a trip planned to uh, visit my cousin in Germany. She's now mm -hmm. studying in in Heidelberg, and I was going to take my niece with me. It was her okay. Christmas present. Oh, nice! And this was end of February, beginning of March. Uh, and my mom and my sister were both freaking out. Like, you're not going. <laughs> <laughs> they have like they have cases in Germany, and I'm like, yes, but it's in a specific, uh, it's in a particular region. Like, mm -hmm. people are not uh, really freaking out about it. Like, it's you have no cases in that uh, where we're going, like in Frankfurt or in Heidelberg. So we should be fine, and we're taking precautions. So it should be fine. And they eventually allowed us to go, but my mom bought us masks. Uh, and alcohol gel oh, and damn. everything. 
and and now I'm actually thankful. Oh, for sure. I'm like, yes, 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 mom. because oh, everyone is running out of masks, and my yeah. mom got like maybe ten different masks for each of us, and I'm still, you know, I'm using those masks now. So, yes. so it's 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 you know, it's ironic that in the beginning I thought this was going to be. I, I I didn't think it would, it would get to this point, basically. Mm, and yeah. now I'm actually telling everyone that my mom was right. <laughs> <laughs> she listened to she, mom. I, she was right to worry. <laughs> and so, yeah, um, uh, how did uh, Unbabble and uh, and your journalistic project at Fumasa, how, how, are, how is your work with them adapting uh, now that you guys have to all to work from home? Um, so we're working from home both at Fumasa and at Mbabel. I guess for Mbabel is, is a little bit more uh, challenging because it's more people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about more than 200 people okay. uh, in the team. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, we already had uh, the possibility of working uh, remotely yeah. in the past, but you had to let your managers know and uh, put it on mm-hmm. the calendar and so on. And right now you don't, like they told everyone, like just work from home. Yes. Uh, but we have, you know, our personal, our not our personal laptops, but our work, um, our laptops, and so on. So it's really easy for us to move mm-hmm. from the office to our places. Uh, it's just a matter of you know setting up your own office and so on. And for for us, it's kind of the same thing, but obviously in a different way because uh, we had to um, up the crowdfunding campaign that we were doing. We had to. Uh, all the interviews were cancelled because they like to do interviews in person. It's very difficult for you to do some of these investigations and interview mm. people when you're um, when you're at a distance. So uh, so yeah, a lot has changed. But you know, working from home, I'm still adapting to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Particularly I, as we we're talking a little bit before the before we started recording about the the whole interview process and how that's. You just can't do the same things. So at the same time of probing questions and getting more in, feeling more intimate with the interviewee over video. You just don't have that. That it's not something yeah. you can really feel like you can do, right? Yeah, I think it's a lot more difficult, um, mm. particularly if you're investigating sensitive topics. Yeah, uh, that you know, you not not only have to you know prepare the interviews well, but you also have to convince. Uh, the people you're talking to and your sources to speak uh, and yeah. tell their story. And this is something very difficult uh, for you to do um, in a Zoom call or yes. a Skype call. Yes. So, so yeah, we had, to, we had to pretty much cancel everything, uh, except mm. that we're, you know, we're still working on the investigations because there's a lot of work to, to be done other mm. than you know, just interviewing people. Yes. And so what, it, what is it that you're the most anxious about right now? Um, I'm anxious about a lot of different things, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is, uh, you know, I'm concerned with, you know, my grandparents and those people who are at risk. Um, yeah. And, you know, healthcare professionals who, you know, are working day and night to um, to help people uh, overcome this, um, and I'm particularly 
anxious because what I, I get to walk the dog. That's one of the exceptions of the, the okay. lockdown in Portugal is that you mm-hmm. can you can walk your 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 dog, and I do it twice uh, twice a day, mm-hmm. and I usually uh see a few people in the streets and the both the people that i see are usually the elderly yeah uh and i'm like i i i, I even talk to them and tell them like oh you should go home like let me know if there's anything i can help you with like can i mm. go to the grocery store for you can i you know go to the laundry whatever you need or to the pharmacy yeah. uh just to tell them that they can stay home and they'll be okay um but most of these people they're quite lonely so mm. if you tell them, you know, you have to stay home and you can't see anyone, they'll be really depressed. So it's like you, you don't die from one disease, you die from another. Mm. And it's, it's, it's really, really heartbreaking uh, to see that happening. Um, and then obviously, like in general, the, you know, economic um, instability that we're seeing right now, like um, in my case, I'm very privileged because you know, I I have a job and I have a contract, I have good salary, a good mm-hmm. house where I can work from and good Wi-Fi connection and so on. But a lot of people don't have that. And I actually have a lot of uh, a lot of friends who, you know, who have been laid off or, mm-hmm. um, you know, who are just out of work because yes. they're freelancers and they, you know, nobody's hiring freelancers nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yes. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's this uncertainty that's where we have to deal with right now, which is, yeah. is also, you know, it's also very ironic because we, you know, humans are terrible at predicting uh, the future. Yeah. We always get the wrong, we always predict the wrong things. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but then uh, when things get so unpredictable, like, like now. Yes. <laughs> we freak out yes. <laughs> even though we can't predict the future like we freak out it, it's like oh but i don't know what's going to happen well you never knew what was going <laughs> happen. it's just the same <laughs> yes um, yes it's funny yeah, i yeah. um a friend of mine was saying how um i think the thing that uh that makes him the most anxious is um is exactly this this this, uh, this uncertainty and the way he put it was is the inability to plan like you literally yeah. cannot plan right now. Well, before we at least could have the illusion of planning, I suppose. Uh, you know, I can like, you know, I'm going to have a wedding in July. I'm going to fly wherever then. I'm going to do that then. Uh, you know, going to do a weekend away. Like you could plan these things. Uh, and I think travel was a lot of, for many of us, like a lot of those plans and get together. Yeah. This one. And now you can't. Like that is actually taken away yeah. from you. And that's fascinating, uh, both in business and in personal life. And that's, I think that's a lot of it, that, that losing that illusion. It's like you lose a freedom and it's gone. It's, yeah. 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 It's, 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 it, it gets complicated um, because, you know, this is completely out of your control. Like we can't control any of this. Yes. So we just have to wait. I, in my case, I, I can't plan for the future mm-hmm. uh, because I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but I can hope for the future. So I can hope for this to be over and I can mm. imagine uh, living in a world where, you know, COVID-19 is uh, no longer yes. a problem in our lives. Um, so there's, that, that's the only thing we can do. Yeah. Is there anything in particular you're doing? <laughs> yeah. Is there anything in particular you're doing as part of that? Like, a, like what, what are you doing to either keep yourself... Um, 
is either keep yourself busy. Obviously, you still both have work and projects that, that must keep you mm-hmm. rather quite busy, but it's anything you're doing to, to adapt yourself right now or anything you're even doing, helping others to, to do to adapt themselves? Um, yeah, I mean, to, to, to keep myself busy, uh, it's obviously during the week, it's, it's much easier because you have to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, that's great because you're thinking of other stuff, not just about what's going on. Um, but during the weekend, it's, it gets a little bit trickier because I, I even though I, I, I have these two jobs and it, it ends up, uh, taking a lot of my time, I also like to keep, uh, a good work-life balance. So I try mm-hmm. to do other things. Um, and so what I've been doing is I read more than I used to. Um, I've been watching some good TV shows. Uh, I've been going out for walks with my dog and it's, it's, yeah. it's really, really helpful because, you know, I'm lucky to, um, to do that and to actually go outside and, and, um, and see mm. what's going on. At least there's not much going on, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's good because I get to, to be in the middle of the nature with dog and, and it's, it's, um, it really helps me, uh, you know, look at this from a completely different perspective. Mm. Um, and I think that one thing that's been really, really helping me is trying to look at things from a different perspective. Obviously, that I'm able to do this because I'm privileged, you know, because mm. I don't have any major concern. Like, none of my family is uh, ill or be unemployed. Um, I have a good financial situation and so on. So I have none of those things to worry about. Um, but it allows me to see things from a different perspective, which is, um, basically just looking at this, like it gave us a reason to slow down. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that before this whole thing happened, we were living in a world that was extremely fast paced and you would always be running around from work to social Mm -hmm. activities to dinners and drinks with friends and you had very little time for yourself and now you were forced to be by yourself and enjoy uh you know being being with yourself and being isolated and then and this has been really good actually for me Mm -hmm. um because i live by myself so i don't have um i don't get tired of anyone (laughs) (laughs) um and it's 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 great, you know. I can still have calls with friends, and I still schedule dinners and drinks over Zoom calls. Yeah, and it definitely helps. Uh, but it's it's, I mean, so far it's it's been good. I can't I can't really complain. Yeah. So is, in in this quarantine scenario, have, did you realize that you're taking something for granted from before? Oh, uh, yes, definitely. Um, I mean, all the social interactions, I was taking them for granted. Okay, how come? Uh, uh, so, I mean, family and friends, like, I would get to see my friends every single day. And mm. I would get to talk to them and, you know, go out for drinks and go out for dinner. And, um, you know, it's like you take things for, you, you, you take gestures for granted. Like, you take a hug or a kiss for granted. Yes. <laughs> and now it's it's just... Uh, you don't have any of that, but you try to overcome by having, you know, those calls that I told you about. And, yeah. Uh, and the same thing with family. Like I, I was taking for granted my whole family and 
you know, I would go to Porto to visit my family maybe twice, not twice a month, but once a month. I was trying mm-hmm. to do that since the beginning of the year. Um, and and now I can't do that, you know, it's, and, and then there's the plans, obviously, like you take for granted that uh, all the plans that you're making for this year are going to happen. You know, yes. You're planning a trip and you're buying the tickets and so on. And you think it's, everything will, ha- will happen exactly like it's supposed to, but then, you know, life happens. Yeah. The rug is pulled from under our feet. That's what happens. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned you're um, reading more and uh, watching, watching movies. Um, is there any, any shows or movies or books that you're really enjoying right now? Um, so it's funny because in the beginning of the year, I, um, I set up a, a Goodreads challenge. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And, and I didn't know this was happening, <laughs> but it's funny because last year, uh, my goal was to read 20 books. Okay. This year, I thought, let's be more ambitious. Let's, <laughs> let's do 30. <laughs> and now I can actually, you know, <laughs> reach the goal because I'll get, I'll have much more time to 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 read the books that I want to. Uh, so I'm on track on my Goodreads challenge. Good. Um, but I've been um, since the beginning of the year. I tried to uh, focus a lot more on reading uh, female authors, mm-hmm. so female writers. Uh, and I've been reading Virginia Woolf, uh, okay. and I completely discovered the world of Virginia Woolf, and I loved it. Um, and any so book in particular books. you recommend from her? Uh, a Room of One's Own is a really, okay. really good one. Um, it's it's not a fiction, but it's it's great, um, uh, particularly if you're interested in, in feminism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I read another one uh, called Orlando which is also really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took me a lot more time to, to finish because it's dense and it has a lot of words that I didn't know the meaning. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, but I, I loved, I loved the, you know, the concept of, of the book and then it's, it's uh, really in- an interesting perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, then I've been reading some poetry as well. Some, uh, oh, nice. I was reading Vinicius de Moraes, Vinicius mm-hmm. de Moraes, a uh, Brazilian poet yeah also really cool um and what else tv shows uh well i i was ever for the past maybe six months i stopped watching a lot of tv shows and movies because Mm -hmm. i was doing that at night and it i i kept being very anxious and i wouldn't be able to fall asleep Mm -hmm. um but now because i have more time and i don't need to you know do this every night it can be during the day during the weekend um so a lot of my friends uh kept telling me like you need to watch Fleabag you need to watch Fleabag because it's totally your kind of show Uh, and I did I finally did (laughs) and it's great they were right okay good (laughs) (laughs) so good recommendation um nice and what else movies I haven't watched a lot so I've been reading and and I watched Fleabag that's yeah. That's pretty much what I've And just, just out of my interest, so what, what is a Goodreads challenge? Is that an actual, an actual challenge by the Goodreads website? What's the... What's yeah, that? yeah, they do. So it's a... Uh, you can basically set up your goal and mm-hmm. say, okay, I, this year I want to read 20 books, 30 books or something mm-hmm. like that. And then you keep updating on the platform. Like if uh, you have finished your book, you just say, okay, I finished this book. Oh, nice. uh, and then it keeps on keeps on counting 
And it suggests so, you books to read as well, or is just like that's pretty much. It does. It does. Uh, mm. Depending on your uh, the books that you've read, and also uh, your uh, wish list, because oh, you can also sweet. do a wish list. Which is mm. On so, a completely different uh, perspective, um, is there any any thought or concept or or even a fact that you've been pondering about recently with all this extra time in your hands? Um, so I guess it comes back to that thing I was telling you before uh it's the slowing down mm -hmm. uh part of things so i kept remembering uh kept coming back to an interview that we did for fumasa mm -hmm. with a philosopher uh, a portuguese philosopher he's called andre barata mm -hmm. uh it, it's it was a couple of years ago uh and he wrote a book about time and what's interesting is that one of the things that he, he told us during the interview was that the biggest transformation you can see in the world mm. or that we can undertake is a slowing down. Okay. Uh, and I, I keep coming back to this because it's exactly what we're doing right now, even though it's forced, like we're being pushed to slow down. Um, yes. But it's, it's something that I think was necessary um and i think we should be you know more comfortable with ourselves and being by ourselves and getting to know ourselves a lot better than before mm. um and so I, I i'm thinking a lot about that um and also uh another thing is about how we're dealing with this crisis because mm. you know this is everyone is being very uh practical you know pragmatic where you know have governments uh making these huge decisions that are going to impact um a lot on our lives and so on mm -hmm. uh and i keep thinking why haven't we done uh this or had the same reaction uh when it came to climate change <laughs> yeah. uh and it's 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 just like okay this you know the it, it's also a crisis that we have to deal with uh mm. it might be a little a little more um, down the road so it's not you're not feeling well we are actually we are feeling the effects of, of climate change right now mm. but not as much as we will in the future yes. uh, and maybe people are not taking it as seriously as this but it, we we need to you know uh, still remember that the you know climate change is still a problem and it's 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 still a crisis that needs to be addressed and and you know one of the things that's that's good uh, that's coming uh, from this whole chaos that we're seeing is that we have decreased pollution and so on but mm -hmm. you know let's see until when this lasts and if we get to do something serious um about it on this issue later on mm. yeah uh i on two incredible points on slowing down and, and the, the problems with climate change um it's funny like uh, uh two different friends they, they touch exactly on the same thing one was um on slowing down, they also put it in a, in a really interesting way, which was so many of the plans and stuff we do um, are actually, even if they're incredible things that we're doing, even hanging out with friends or going on a trip or so on, it's actually a distraction from what's actually really going on inside of us. And I've, I've felt that a lot of times where I schedule a trip or something when I'm the most anxious and everything. And really I'm postponing what I'm having to deal with. But right now there's nowhere to go and so we really are stuck with ourselves and that's uh what yeah. um what andre barata said is is really interesting because yeah as you said uh the whole world slowed down at the same time which is 
so unprecedented. It sounds like a sci-fi. It one in now that I think about it, it sounds like a sci-fi movie kind of kind of yeah, moment, it right? Does. Yeah. Well, everybody. It does. It does. Yeah. You know, a few <laughs> uh, a few months ago, uh, we were talking in the office, and mm-hmm. someone said that uh, she was very disappointed because mm-hmm. she thought that the apocalypse was going to be, you know, something grand, like a zombie apocalypse or something yeah. like that. And no, because of climate change, it's just going to be a slow death. <laughs> and it's not interesting. <laughs> and so now and behold. this is happening. Yeah. Now Shit, this, is this is happening. This is all their fault. Uh, I told her like, oh, so you want a drama? Fuck <laughs> <Like> your drama. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. This, incredible. This still can turn into the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, know. totally. Yeah, but on the climate change side, um, sadly, there's no zombies yet. But um, but it's like we're definitely being boiled and uh, you know being slowly warmed up like a frog inside of our pot, and that's really what's happening. And yeah. So no, nobody's doing anything. And uh, and uh, yeah, this other friend of mine, um, it is an interview with him as well. It's called Ruben, and he's uh, he was saying he actually had draws very specific, very direct parallels about between the this crisis and the global warming crisis and specifically in how we respond to it. And that was really sobering in the sense that the problem here is that uh, we responded too late um, to the COVID-19 crisis. If, uh, if yeah. this was dealt more like how the Ebola crisis was dealt with and how SARS epidemic was, the, the, actual, um, the actual inter-country setup was good enough back then and they actually acted on it fast enough that it was contained relatively fast. Um, but now, really, everything we're dealing with right now is no longer about containing this thing because it's no longer possible to contain it. It's actually we're dealing with the consequences. It's like we were past the tipping point yep. where the easy solutions are gone and uh, the simple, sensible solutions are gone. And then you pass the tipping point and then you're dealing with massive consequences, including as massive uh, you know, health consequences with direct deaths from it, but also um, economic upheaval, which is, is going to cause other deaths and it's going to cause an impact is probably going to be much bigger and potentially this obviously we don't know um but if this type of pandemic or if this type of virus mutates much more it could actually change our lifestyle on a day-to-day basis i personally i don't i don't believe that's really going to happen i don't hope that's going to happen but it, it's plausible and um yeah and the parallels between that and what could happen with the, with the global warming crisis really are very sobering um yeah like wow okay we're really getting onto this in this very short time span we're seeing how it could happen with global warming. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, right now, I think the only thing we can do is just put our faith in science. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and hope for the best. Uh, I mean, we have some, some, you know, some of the most brilliant minds working on this, uh, yes. trying to find a solution, a treatment or a vaccine or... Um, something that will get us out of this mess, and um, I, and I think that's going to be the case. It's just it's not a matter of um, if it's going to happen; it's a matter of when it's going to happen. Okay. It might take yeah. a bit longer than we we uh, anticipated, but I mean, it's it's definitely going to happen. Yeah. So for yourself, what's um and looking at the future, what what's the biggest opportunities that you see for yourself through all this? Uh biggest opportunity. That's a good question. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, for me personally, is it's just the opportunity to 
also connect more with other people. I know this mm-hmm. this sounds really weird because uh, we're you know the whole world is separated and mm-hmm. we're you know having to connect with others through calls and WhatsApp and other communication platforms. Um, but it's 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 great because you actually feel more connected. Like I've been mm-hmm. talking to my friends and my family more than I used to. Yes. Um, and it's it's great to have you know this kind of support. Uh, you know, people are here for each other. Like for example, my I live in a in a really residential area here in in Lisbon, uh, and I already mm-hmm. knew most of my neighbors. Um, but now they created a WhatsApp group, and you know my neighbors, my 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 uh, front neighbor, she she called me like maybe once or twice. Uh, just to check and mm-hmm. to tell me, like, you're, I know that you live by yourself, but you're not alone. Uh, like, great. if you need That's anything, nice. just mm-hmm. let us know. Um, and I said, yes, I mean, sure. And I've, we've been seeing each other from, from the terrace because she also mm-hmm. has a terrace right next to mine. Um, and it's, it's, it's funny because the, the other day, um, in Portugal, people have been doing this. So at 10 p.m. every night, mm-hmm. uh, you're supposed to go out to the window or to the terrace, balcony, or whatever you have, mm-hmm. and just clap yeah. uh, because you're clapping for the healthcare professionals that are working yeah. really, really hard and to thank them for everything that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because the first time it happened, I was uh, you know, having a call with uh, some friends and I heard this noise outside and I just took my computer there and I, I was clapping and then I saw my neighbor doing exactly the same thing. That's so funny. <laughs> it was this really beautiful moment. Yeah. So I think we, you know, it's a, it's a great opportunity for us to, 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 to connect with others and, mm. and, you know, to realize, you know, what our priority should be in life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even that human connection with people that um, maybe we're not that close uh, to, like, like your neighbor, right? But it's, uh, but maybe it's just something we're missing out until, until yeah. now. And, and that's beautiful awesome um so to wrap up uh, maria what's um where can people find you online and uh, find out about the work you do so uh they can find me online on like the usual social networks facebook mm-hmm. and twitter mm-hmm. uh, i use twitter more than facebook i stopped okay. using facebook for some for the past few months yeah um what's your handle but on twitter? uh it's maria Mm-hmm. R D Almeida. Okay. So Maria it's difficult if you're for, if you're not Portuguese. <laughs> I'll put it on the on the notes. Awesome. Yeah. Um and they can find a lot more about what I do at uh fumasa.pt. Yeah. Sweet. Um this is F U M A C A dot P T. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, any parting thoughts or anything else that you want to, that you want to say before? No, I, think, I think this is it. Uh, this is a pretty interesting conversation. <laughs> Thank you. In the middle of the chaos, it's good, you know, it's free to also talk about what's going on and how you're feeling about it. Yeah. It's still like a little bit of therapy sometimes. Yes. It does. It does. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. And therapy is also very important, you know. Some I, I'm I'm recommending it to a lot of people right now. Oh, you are in quarantine. Yeah, because mm. people are freaking out. Like, uh, if you can't leave, like you get into this depressed state of mind, and then mm. you just need to 
talk to someone about this and i've been talking to a lot of friends about this and i told mm. them like it's fine like you can you know there are a lot of therapists who are uh doing appointments online and that's yeah. that's great even the like our national healthcare system is um is gathering a group of people a group of psychologists who can do that and therapists who can do that so and it, it, it's important because we need to you know um take care of our mental health it's mm. not just physical. You know? so no, 100%. That's, 100%. that's really important. Yes, I've seen, um, uh, yeah, I definitely have seen a few people close to me as well that that just get onto this crazy train of just getting anxious about it and because they're worrying about things they literally cannot control, right? You cannot control the spread yeah. of um, of this. You cannot control how many cases. You cannot, it, there's all of these yeah. news things. It, it, it's all fair and good to keep updated and everything, but at the end of the day, it's, it, it is just anxiety-inducing at this stage. Yeah, uh, it's beyond our control. Yeah, yeah. So as you said, like, the only thing we can do is have faith and be optimist, optimist and yeah. connect with others. And don't watch the news too much. Exactly, yeah. Limit you know, your news. Do it twice a day, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time, Maria. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Quarantine Dailies, a project by J24D. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can show us your love in two ways. Number one, leave us a comment and five stars on Apple Podcasts or any other place you use to listen. Number two, do you know someone else who should be interviewed? Drop us a line at podcast at j24d.com with their name, their city, and contact details, and we'll be in touch. Now wash your hands, keep your social distancing, and stay safe, friends. Talk tomorrow.